Welcome to Time to Be Useless on Radio Free Brooklyn, New York Freeform Community Radio. And I'm super excited today to have on the program my good friend Honus Honus from the band Man Man. Welcome, dude. What's up, Mr. Speck? Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, uh, first question I have for you, the man, is uh, why, why, what's with the double naming? Honus Honus, Man Man? Well, I actually just go by Honus these days. <laughs> okay. Nobody's going to be so formal, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> great to have you on the program, and psyched to hear new tracks by Man Man. This is exciting. This is the first time you guys have put out a record in, is it six years? Seven years. Seven years? That's yeah. exciting, yeah. And this is coming out next month? I wish. No, it's coming out on Friday. On Friday. May 1st. Wow, May 1st on Sub Pop Records. Super exciting. The album is called Dream Hunting in the Valley of the In-Between. Really great name, too. What's the inspiration for that name? It's, it's, uh, it's where I found myself when I was writing this record, kind of straddling that line between throwing the towel in and just keep keep on keeping on. Mm. And did you record the record entirely before this COVID insanity hit us? Or was it sort of oh, bleeding over into February and March? Well, I was kind of planning this global pandemic for a while. <laughs> I thought it'd be the, I thought it'd be the best environment for this album to be digested in. <laughs> so it, it took a lot of uh, op, you know covert operations to China to kind of get this thing going right, just right. to time it out perfectly uh -huh. with an album. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that there's such fantastic, and this is actually something that Man Man does really well, is the orchestrations on your songs are really um, layered and thoughtful. You've got all sorts of instruments on there. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard xylophones, horns. Uh, some different kind of percussive instruments. Do you play all that yourself, or are you working with a host of different musicians who contribute? I mean, regarding the arrangements, I, I, I worked on it with the producer, Cyrus Garamani. Um, you know, I, I know everything that I want on the songs, but I have incredible musicians that collaborate and play on, and play on, the, on the songs that I write. But you sort of map it out, right? You kind of like say, I want oh, some, yeah, some yeah. kind of xylophone yeah, here, or... Yeah. Uh, it's actually marimba. Marimba, okay, um, thank you. Little little known fact, I hate xylophones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, no, yeah, yeah, I, I map it out. But I, I have such great players, you know. Right. I'm fortunate in that regard. Should we disclose our relationship or just... Yeah, no. I'm sure thing. Ryan is the main songwriter of Man Man who I released on my old record label, Ace Fu, many years ago. Yeah, many, many, many years ago. It really was, man. That was like 2003, might... is that right? 17 yeah. years ago? Yeah, do, do, you, do you remember uh, when, when we shut up in your office with a, with a stack of index cards of potential band names? <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> you remember how terrible that 99.9% .9 of those band names were? <laughs> yes. It, <laughs> you were called Gamelon terrible. first, remember that? Gamelon? Yeah, yeah, and and not based after the genre of uh, music, but just it was some really dumb reference. And then there was a acid jazz trio from Buffalo, mm -hmm. and we, and so I remember we we had, we took a bus from a Chinatown bus from Philly to New York, and we were like, okay, 
what kind of stack of terrible band names can we make to, to pitch to Eric? Because I can't wait to see I can't wait to see his face after every single terrible name that we read off to him. <laughs> and it's funny because Man Man ended up being the most innocuous of all those names. <laughs> Were you intentionally going for a name that's hard to Google? Oh. Yeah, you know, at that time, uh, the internet was still in its infancy. That's true. I feel actually. like as far as music stuff. That's true. But but yeah, really shot myself in the foot. Sort of like <laughs> releasing a record during a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might work out because I do think people are home and starved for for good music and media. You know, you can't go out, you can't go see live music. So I think people are anxious to hear some great music and support artists they like. So I'm hoping that this will play in your favor in some capacity, you know? Yeah, that's a silver lining. And, and the thing that this is a 17 track album. Wow, 17 tracks. Yeah, that, so it's a that's long That's one player, less than, than Exile on Main Street, man. It's like a double yeah, record, well, dude. Is it a double it record? It is a double record. Yeah. Wow. And, and, here, and here's a real kick, uh, kick in the pants is that when uh, the lockdown happened, the second half of our double album was on the manu- manufacturing floor Ooh. at the vi- at the vinyl plant. Mm. So they shut down the plant Ooh. with our record on the presses. Ooh, so 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 what does that mean? There's going to be no vinyl when it's released next week. Uh, there won't be loser editions. It's so people who ordered early to get like pink ones. But Sub Pop's been doing a really good job about getting stock from Germany that went through before and trading people out if they want to. Cool thing is that uh, I think only a handful of people wanted to uh, trade out their vinyl. Yeah. Everyone else is willing to wait. That's great, Ryan. Let's get to the tunes. Um, there's you've que- you've queued up a few tracks here. I believe we're going to start with your single, right? This is Cloud Nine, spelled Nine N E I N. What is the story behind the song? I'll tell you about. Can I tell you about the video behind the song? Of course, I haven't which, seen the video, but please tell us. Which I didn't. I did not mean it to be so prophetic. But, uh, you know, we, we we were going to do a lyric video, and I told Sub Pop, let me see what I can cook up real fast. I had like a week, week or two. Uh, so I just went on Shutterstock, and I found all this footage of an old guy dancing on empty streets in Europe. Wow. And then I was like, oh, this this will be funny if I end the video with the world exploding at the end. Oh so that's God. the video. Oh it's Shutterstock, but it, and it dropped. It wow. dropped one week before the uh, before the lockdown and everything went nuts. Oh my God! So it's it's like a yeah. post-apocalyptic, you know, empty streets, Armageddon, and the world explodes. Yeah, and one guy dancing by himself on the street. Wow, that is crazy. Stock footage. <laughs> wow, and and tell me about the song. One of the things I I like about Man Man and your writing is you've got you've always incorporated a good amount of lyrical quips and kind of funny phrases. Who's your lyrical muse? Probably Leonard Cohen. Oh, I great. feel like I'm a I'm a mixture of Leonard Cohen and you know like maybe Malcolmus. Stephen Malcolmus. And um, this song in particular, is there any particular inspiration for this? Yeah, song? absolutely. I mean, this song is just basically about um, appreciating what you have right now because it could just all fall apart. The bottom can drop out before you know it. <laughs> Yes, that is very apropos for the moment, and uh, I'm sure all of us are feeling that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, well, let's get to it. This is Cloud Nine by Man Man. Brand new song officially released on May 1st on Sub Pop Records. The album is called Dream Hunting in the Valley of the In-Between. Go pre-order the vinyl right now. 
And let's listen to the track. You're listening to Time to Be Useless on Radio Free Brooklyn.
Welcome back to Time to Be Useless on Radio Free Brooklyn, New York. And dialing in from the City of Angels today is my friend Honus from the band Man Man. And he's playing some new tracks off his brand spanking new album, Sub Pop album, uh, coming out next week called Dream Hunting in the Valley of the In-Between. And we heard two tracks. We heard Cloud Nine and On the Mend. And we also heard a couple other songs. Srikanta Akahara. Yeah, and I, I know nothing about this artist. <laughs> Ryan's picked out I'm... a couple tracks for us as well. So that's one of them. The other is Clark and himself with a song called So Sorry. Yeah, that song's great. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, the Siach 
Sure, Sasha. Sure, I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. I heard that. I heard that song. I have a little radio that that's filled with five thousand Indian songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's preloaded with different genres of, uh, you know, sentimental, romantic, folk. <laughs> and I heard that song one day, and it, it really it made my skin. Uh, yeah, it gave me goosebumps. It was pretty. It, so, is this a like a playlist that you have when you say a radio loaded with tracks? It's like it's an actual radio. I mean, it's oh. it, it's weird. It's, you know, it, it looks like this. Let's see. We're getting a visual. Oh, it's an actual radio, but it's got a digital yeah. input, right? It, cool. It's pre. It, it came preloaded with like five thousand. Wow. Indian songs. A lot of them you can't find anywhere. It's really wild. And that was, and it just, I just put it on sometimes when I'm around the house and it was just like, you know, it goes through songs like, oh, that's a cool song. But that song we just played just really, it gave me goosebumps, gave me chills. That's great. Think, and tell me about Clark and himself. Clark and himself, she's from LA, but she's originally from Idaho. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one woman band. Wow. She plays drums, sings, guitar. Very cool. Uh, Trying to bring her on tour of this, but I don't know. She doesn't want to go on tour as long as we tend to tour. Yeah. But we're and not touring at all now, so. Yeah. And you mentioned this is a, a sub-pop artist as well, huh? Uh, she just put, I think she just put or is going to put out soon a uh, couple songs for the sub-pop 7-inch club. Oh, that's great. Exciting. Yeah. And yeah, um, she's great. And this is you said this is a local artist, L.A.-based? She's L.A.-based now, but she's originally from Idaho. Got it. So do you go out and see a lot of music in L.A.? How's the scene out there? Uh, it's cool. I, you know, I have a hard time saying that there's any one sound out here. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't... I, I mean, I, you know, I'm an older head. But still, I mean, there, there, there is there is like an art rock scene. Uh, there's, you know, DIY shows and stuff. But, yeah, it's cool. A lot of kids making music. Is it, it, it's, it's fun to see people still play instruments. You you lived in Brooklyn way back. I lived in I lived in Brooklyn. I, I would just like sublet there for a while, you know probably around two thousand eight two thousand nine okay. yeah somewhere around there. How does the LA scene differ from from New York? Would you say is there any material difference in how the bands interact <laughs> or the, the style? Yeah, of music? I mean, like I said, you know, I'm a transplant out here. I've, I've been out here for seven years, but I came out here with a band already. Um, so you know. It would have been nice to be with a scene in LA, but we weren't really with a scene in Philly. We weren't, we weren't really with a scene in New York. So. Right, right. Seems cool. And do you um, on this on this new album? Are you? You said you're collaborating with uh, a bunch of people. Are any of those guys holdovers from previous albums and efforts that you've done with Man Man? No, just me. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. There's a you know, there's a lineup. There's a lineup overhaul every record. Between my first and second record with you, I had an entirely different band. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, some of them are holdovers from my solo uh, band. Tell me about the record, uh, the, recording this album. You know, I know you're proud of it. It's the tracks I've heard sound fantastic. What would you say? you did differently with recording this album? What are you most proud of compared to some of the other Man Man efforts? It kind of reminded me of making my first record. Oh. Uh, it, you know, we, we were without a label. It was all self-financed, uh, you know, and then we just had to keep hustling to make it happen. And so expectations were low. Oh. There weren't any. But I, I had three and a half years to write the songs on this record. Yeah. And then we could try them out live with my solo band. 
Did you find it? Did you find it more liberating or more stressful to be in that situation where you don't know the future? You don't have a label. You don't have a deadline. You don't have uh, these expectations like you talk about. So you're in a, in a sense you're starting from zero again, and and it could be liberating because you're freed up from a lot of those trappings that push you to maybe compromise or make cut corners or is it just stressful and you'd rather be in that situation where you know you have a label backing and there's a deadline and there's all sorts of people supporting it and waiting for you well i mean it, it ties in it, it to the album title you know it was it was um, it was extremely it was extremely difficult to do it right just because you're re- you're wrestling with all this self-doubt like am i over the hill does anyone care anymore yeah. you know will anyone care i mean it's been years since we toured and put out a record Mm-hmm. Would anyone put this thing out? Do people care about this kind of, or like, about bands that play instruments anymore? Right. So, it, is it, and it was like, am I being delusional with myself? Right. Yeah, that's, that's and, a lot of, lot to carry yeah. mentally. Yeah. And I, I think it, and it was also wrestling with, you don't want these anxieties and these fears and stuff to just spill into the music. So you still have to find, and that's why I think the album. It, it has elements of this, but it's also really joyful, fun. Like when you think it's going to zig, it zags kind of record. Mm. And, I, and I think people always need that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you'll have your now. sad. There's some sad songs on the record. I right. won't lie. There's, right. there's, there's some ballads on the record, but it's, there's also like, it, there's a lot of fun stuff. So tell me about On The Mend. Yeah, that's kind of like one of the heavier tracks on the record. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think what's great about that track, is, you know, it, it's, it's a post-breakup song but it's also a song about acceptance and moving on mm-hmm. and a, a hope beyond mm-hmm. so it, it's not it's not all dour and and uh melancholy You're i think right. it's a banger i mean when i wrote that song i was like this is a single so but cloud nine is the single right uh we have three songs out right now so okay. it's, it's hard to, that was the funny thing is when we handed him the record uh, we did. No one knew what the single was, mm. and so they had the they had the off they had Sub Pop make a poll of what song should be the single, and eleven songs ended up on it. Wow, that's great. yeah. Everyone couldn't agree. That's a marker for a good album. Did you yeah. leave a lot on the studio floor uh, as far as cut tracks, or were all you recorded seventeen and all seventeen made it to the album? We recorded nineteen. Okay, and, so you uh, got two. The, 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 but those ended up on the Sub Pop Singles Club. Ah, okay, cool. That's great. Because it was, it was initially going to be a 19-track album. Right. So, On the Mend, about a breakup, you do write a lot about love and a lot about relationships in a very non-traditional way and not a obvious point of view. Who are your inspirations for like songwriters that write about love specifically oh god i don't know maybe i, I would say again leonard cohen yeah. maybe bill callahan bill callahan oh, like I, I like a I, I like a directness right but at the same time it's so boring to me uh the classic rock trope of she did me wrong it's her fault <laughs> right so, i mean i have a, i actually have a tendency to write from the point of view i like i like writing about women characters and songs mm-hmm. and i and if 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 the narrator of the song is taking blame for something, it's a mutual experience. Mm-hmm. No one's right or wrong in the songs. Right. Yeah. So, so let's get into another track. We've got a song called Future Peg queued up. And what's the story with this song? It's, it's a song from like 2015 that I wrote. Ah. 
different like one it's like the, it's, the, it's the only older song that i kind of i could not let go because mm -hmm. i just loved it so much and was it originally written as a honus honus song for for the uh, a solo effort or did you really think this this was a man man song and i'm gonna hold it until i have a man man record Oh, it, it was going to be a Man Man song. I mean, the, the Honus Honus solo album was going to be a Man Man record. I just, yeah. I won't get into it, but I couldn't really use the name Man Man at the right. time. So right. it, it became a solo record. And that, that that was like the challenge for me because I always kind of viewed all Man Man albums as a solo record in right. a way. Right. You know, solo record with badass musicians. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any inspiration or story behind uh, Future Peg and as far as lyrically or thematically? Um, I always wanted to use the word ice cream sandwich in conjunction with a melting brain in a song. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, the song's just about, you know, you're better than just a, someone's peg on a board. Mm. You're better than, you know, you're better than what someone thinks of you. Mm -hmm. True but it's a, it's a cool beat. It's, cool. it's a fun song. And, and I actually, uh, I play guitar on this song. Nice. Yeah. Among other instruments, of course, keyboard, anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a multi-instrumentalist, uh, so I don't want to sell yourself I don't want you to sell yourself short here. I'm sure you I, I am, but but I but I tend to defer like guitar playing to better musicians than I can. Gotcha. But this is one where this is one where, you know, I'm gonna write the guitar hooks for this song. So what, I did. What, what made you decide to do that? Yeah, I had a, I had a riff in my head and I was like, I think this will just sound cool. Alright, well let's get to it. This is Future Peg by Man Man off the forthcoming album Dream Hunting in the Valley of the In-Between, coming out on Sub Pop next week, May 1st. Is is May 1st next week? Goodness gracious. No, it's Friday, man. Yeah, it's Friday. Wow. It's coming Friday. Well, it's coming soon. Spring is here. Hopefully, we can get outside and enjoy it soon. Thank you for listening. This is Time to Be Useless on Radio Free Brooklyn.
and we're back. <laughs> that was that was Snapped Ankles, a British band that I really like. Newer British band with a song called Johnny Guitar Johnny Guitar calling Gosta Berlin. Before that, Ryan picked out a track by Tao in the Get Down Stay Down called Phenom. And starting out our set was Future Peg by Man Man off the new album Dream Hunting in the Valley of In Between out May 1st next week on the Sub Pop Records. Great track. Super, super psyched for that album. Uh, in the studio today, or excuse me, dialing in today from Los Angeles on Zoom is Ryan Honus Honus from Man Man. And uh, we're super psyched to have you here and play tracks on the new album. Um, Ryan, so many questions about this record. Um, first off, how is working with Sub Pop? Oh, it's a dream. I did my uh, first Mr. Heavenly record with them, and I've been wanting to get back ever since. Yeah. They're one of the best labels in the country. They've obviously released some of the best albums in indie and alternative rock over the past, I don't know, three decades. Uh, yeah. Is there a noticeable difference in the way they approach you as an artist and approach the album process? I'm not going to shade anyone, uh, former labels or anything, but it, it definitely it definitely feels like a family affair, you know? That's great. It, and, it, and it's really nice and they're, they're very caring and they check in especially during this pandemic they check in all the time to see how i'm doing because you know that it's, it's hard for musicians right now it's hard for everybody but uh, you know musicians can't tour will probably be the last people to go back to work absolutely right let's talk about that like what are you doing to stay busy during this pandemic musically artistically creatively and also frankly just to promote the record you know um the the normal situation allows for artists to go out there and tour and do interviews and you know on sites and walk-bys and drive-bys and yada yada and obviously all that's changed so you got a new album out what can you do and what are you doing to to get the word out yeah that's the tricky thing you know uh we're definitely feeling the effects of all that because especially, you know, you would say the last bastion is the internet. People could review your record, interview you, etc. But even that's not even available right now because people have been laid off from work. Like all the all these online magazines and blogs and whatever, they've just been having massive layoffs. Freelancers can't get jobs. So reviews don't get written. Interviews don't happen anymore. So, so I mean... You know, and I, I know a lot of people are doing live stream performances. We're actually playing a, a festival next Sunday called uh, what is it called Love from Philly, and that's just to kind of raise money for Philly musicians who are struggling right now. And we're it's and we're doing love, like a live Love for Philly, Love from Philly. And where 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 is it streamed? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know yet. Okay, <laughs> but the festival's called Love from Philly, and I'll I'll post stuff about it. But uh, you know. We're taping all of us playing in isolation, and it's really tricky because there's nine of us. Oh wow! And it's it, it, it's going to be a mess. Wow. But anyway, uh, I you know I start you know I, I used to I've always liked to call my friends from when I'm taking a shower, I like to FaceTime them, just to kind of throw them a loop. Like, what are you doing in the shower? Talking to me. And so one day I thought it'd be funny to do that on Instagram Live. I was curious if anyone would watch me take a shower. And then it turned into, I'd have my friends drop by who are also showering. And then it turned into some weird hang, like let my friends tell me what's going on with their lives during this quarantine, have them talk about what they're trying to promote or whatever. And it's been a lot of fun. You should actually swing by. I, I, I will I, take you up on that. <laughs> It'll be a first I, for and, me. And I do it. 
I've been doing it seven days a week from one o'clock to one fifteen Pacific shower time. <laughs> Is that your normal shower time? One p.m. Absolutely not. <laughs> but that, but that's but that's but that's when I started doing this thing, and now I'm locked into one every day, which is <laughs> kind of tough because I I tend to shower, you know, when I wake up in the morning. Right. <laughs> uh, so, and is so it just a is it just a, a forum to BS and catch up, or like, are you talking to to fans, or are you talking to other artists about their music? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It it initially started as a way for for people to ask me any like man man related questions. And just for people to check in, like people that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people ask questions in the comments and I'll talk to them while I'm taking a shower. I'm actually taking a shower. <laughs> and my roommate, my roommate is not taking a shower. He's taking a shower less so I can have longer shower sessions <laughs> for water conservation. Uh, if anyone's concerned about a 15 minute shower. But um, yeah, and then it turned into like, it'd be nice to have my friends talk about what they're up to. And the thing is, like, when we get in our conversations, I realize there's a lot of questions I don't answer. So I'm doing a uh, a man man AMA on Reddit tomorrow, and then we're doing that at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And if anyone wants to ask any man man questions on Reddit, it's on Indie Heads. That's tomorrow, uh, May 27th. They can do that. April. And uh, oh yeah, fuck. Sorry, <laughs> you, have to, you have to bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> in April, April 27th tomorrow and uh i might i might leak i might leak a link to the record oh nice very exciting in in, in, in the ama yeah yeah and uh you know i know it's not smart to say that and i'm sure sub pop is going to pull it down pretty fast but <laughs> who cares yeah. let's live a little free and loose we are in unprecedented times so maybe there's a lot of yeah leeway i mean the record, com record comes out friday so here's a little <laughs> So what else are you guys, what else are you doing out there to stay sane? Are you also in, because, you know, there's a lockdown, you can't tour or anything. You're doing live streams, but are you also uh, taking this time to, you know what, write more music? Or do you write in different, do you write in phases? Yeah, I definitely write in phases. I mean, uh, once once we get through these antibody testing and stuff and people feel comfortable being in a room with me, yeah, then we're going to start working on another record because right. then what else can we do? But I've just been kind of taking in, taking in information. But it's really just been promoting this record as hard as I can, because mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's all I've been looking forward to, mm -hmm. like musically. And so after May first, I'm going to be like a shell of a person. Yeah. So the record will be out. Yeah. Big achievement. Um, one last question I have for you is: I just wanted to ask you about your songwriting process. You know, you're the brainchild behind so much great music with Man Man and your solo album. Do you start? with a lyric a riff do you start with like a sentiment do you start with an inspiration from another artist where you hear a riff or a song from them and you're like i kind of want to do something similar how does it work it's awful <laughs> it, and it's uh, completely it, it's completely inefficient <laughs> I, I i write i write the the skeleton skeleton of the song the melody the chords the lyrics and the vocal melody all at the same time Wow, that's very difficult. It, so you so you sit down on the piano, presumably uh -huh, the keyboard, yeah. and you're writing a chord and and trying to come up with a vocal melody and a lyric at the same time, and wondering what the hell is this song about? Wow, and it's it, you know and, and it, it's very slow, and it's why it, it took me three and a half years to write the songs for this album. It can also, I imagine, be stressful because you don't know where the hell you're going. 
right? Like you can I know. start Absolutely. out and you're like, is this is this a song about depression? Is it a song about philosophy? What, what am I doing? You know. But then when you have that aha moment and the song kind of tumbles out of your head, you're like, oh, there it is. But I mean, I treat it. I kind of took this lesson from Nick Cave reading interviews with him, where he just treats it like a job and he goes to his office, mm. you know, eight hours a day. It just focuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, for him, he's got he's got a Bible to go through to help mm-hmm. him with lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> like a actual Bible. But uh, for me, so so I'll spend I'll spend weeks in my writing spot, which just has a piano in it, and get nothing. And it's it's very frustrating. But I'm 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 more perspiration than inspiration. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. We got one more track from the new album. I want to hear. It's called Beached. Is that correct? Yeah, it's on our 7-inch that we put out, but it was supposed to be on the new album. Ah, okay. And is there a story behind this song you can tell us? Yeah, yeah. Well, this was going to be the opening track of our album. And then uh, Sub Pop, when they first reached out to us, they're like, do a, you want to do a 7-inch? And I thought it might lead to an album with them. Ah. So I was, I was like, take what songs you want from the record that we have. So this was the kickoff and, song. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because this is another post-apocalyptic jam. This is, you know... And there's a lyric in it called "Living It Up on the Doomsday Clock," right? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's you know, again I, so apropos for the moment. Wow. I know, I know. I you know I joke about it all the time that our band just writes future music like when the world is over, <laughs> and I didn't expect for it to actually happen. <laughs> and here we are. Well, um, I'm really excited to play this track. All the songs, Ryan, sound so good. I think you really put out. Uh, great material. This this record should do super well. I'm, I'm really proud of you, and I'm really psyched for you. This is excellent stuff. Thanks for taking time, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciative. Please stay in touch, and we will uh, tune in to your shower shower jam, your shower session. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's on my at Honus Honus Instagram uh, live every day at 1 p.m. Pacific shower time. And I'll see you in the shower, Eric. you got to join me. <laughs> I will. I will. All right. Thanks for joining. And you've been listening to Time to Be Useless on Radio Free Brooklyn, New York. Coming up right here is Beached by Man Man off their brand new album, Dream Hunting in the Valley of the In-Between on Sub Pop. Out on Sub Pop on Friday. Thank you for listening.
Doomsday Clock. Good job.